Hello, thank you for tuning in for another episode. Thank you for coming to the show, Next Generations. I really do appreciate you spending your time listening to my voice. And hopefully we can grow together and we keep going on this journey that we call life. And, you know, we just keep learning and doing things and figuring things out. And hopefully we know we're doing our best in the end. That's all we can ask for, right? So I like to say happy holidays to everyone around the world. I will hope that you are having the best day that you can today with the people that are very important to you and the people that you love. And I also hope that throughout the year, every year, you know, y'all connect with strangers and talk with them or even help some of them if you can, you know, if you are able to. If not, you're just not. And that's fine. So once again, happy holidays, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be in the world at this time. Well, heck, you might even be in space. Who knows? <laughs> but I do want to say I hope everyone is feeling good today. Like I say, the best that they can, given whatever circumstances that it is, and that this show will always be honest you know and unscripted so i am actually recording this show on christmas day christmas morning this is what i'm doing my christmas morning (laughs) and it's fine because i enjoy doing this i don't get paid anything for it if i ever were to one day that would be phenomenal if not it is fine i love all you guys out there in the world that are listening so get all the other stuff out the way you know like this stuff please share it um give me feedback if you will but you can reach me at the real respect on instagram and you can hit me in the messages on there i also have a facebook page called next generations show and that's a facebook page that you guys i would love for you guys to go on and check out and and y'all can put comments on there and things of that nature too you also could be able to purchase the art you know, and photography and stuff like that that I have in a couple stores, you know, which is the Next Generation's Red Bubble store. And then I also have a Next Generation's T Public store also. So it's different ways that you can interact with me and with the content. And I really do appreciate it. The information that I'm speaking on today is written by Hans J. Hillebrand. And this is through Encyclopedia Britannica. So that's the, as I would say, the, that's the meat of the content that I'm going to be presenting um, this morning, this afternoon, this beautiful evening. And we're going to talk about Christmas. So I, my goal with this particular episode is to maybe possibly, hopefully enlighten people on the things that you may not know about Christmas, or it might even make you switch up or think about some things that you might have thought that you knew about the Christmas holiday and how it's celebrated or all the nuts and bolts of it, the nuances of it, the origin of it. And then we can figure out with like 2020 with a pandemic and everything that's going on where these holidays really fit into our lives and and the effects that they have on our lives, where we're, whether we're talking about emotionally, mentally or financially. And also the lessons and the things that we teach others 
about said holidays. So let's go right in. Here we go. <laughs> so as you know, Christmas, you know, is a festival celebrating the birth of Jesus. The English term Christmas, which is mass on Christ's day, is a fairly recent origin. The earlier term Yule may have derived from a dramatic Joel or the Anglo-Saxon Geol, which referred to the feast of the winter solstice. Okay, so there's going to be some things in here that I know people might not be really familiar with as far as with the verbiage. And just bear with me for the ones that do know the verbiage while I break some of the verbiage down. Because remember, we're, we're each one teach one. We're all about helping each other. So everybody doesn't um, use or even know or may, maybe even heard of a lot of these words or some of these words that I'll be saying in this episode. So. Like we're talking about the winter solstice as far as when they were saying that the feast from back in the day. So you need to know what winter solstice is. So basically, your, your winter solstice happens in the northern hemisphere because, you know, the world is broken down into two hemispheres. Your northern hemisphere and you have the equator and you have the southern hemisphere. So you got the North Pole, northern hemisphere, South Pole, southern hemisphere. We know the earth is tilted on an axis of um, approximately, I think, like 23.4 degrees or something like that away from the sun. And that's something else we get into. I don't want to make it more confusing. So the winter solstice is when the sun's rays are shifted southward from the equator by the same amount. The vertical noon rays are directly overhead at the Tropic of Capricorn. And then six months later, the South Pole is inclined 23.4 degrees away from the sun. On this day of the winter solstice in the southern hemisphere, the sun's vertical overhead rays progress to their northernmost position, which would be the Tropic of Cancer. Okay. Well, I don't mean like, okay, like y'all understand, understand. Just we just have to hear it first and you can always look it up. So according to astronomical definition of the seasons, the winter solstice also marks the beginning of the season of winter which lasts until the vernal equinox, which is March 20th or March 21st in the Northern Hemisphere or September 22nd or September 23rd in the Southern Hemisphere. After the solstice, the days get longer and the day has thus been celebrated in many cultures as a time of rebirth. Okay, so that is <laughs> the winter solstice. Now, that way we get back on track and you don't forget what I said previously, earlier term yule may have been derived from germanic joel joel excuse me or the anglo-saxon geol which referred to the feast of the winter solstice the corresponding terms in other languages navidad in spanish natal in italian noel in french all probably denote nativity the german word bear with me because there's it's a lot of different languages and lexicons in this so if i i apologize if i butcher any of these native tongues that correlate with these uh words <laughs> my apologies so you have the german word weinachten denotes hollowed night since and also matter of fact um, Weihnachten is also Christmas, if I'm not mistaken, because I, I did German a long, long time ago when I was in school. And I and I believe that Weihnachten is, it denotes Hollow Night. And I also think it's interchangeable with 
with Christmas as far as like an English language Christmas. So, the German word of Weihnachten denotes hollow night. Since the early 20th century, Christmas has also been a secular family holiday observed by Christians and non-Christians alike. Devoid of Christian elements and marked by an increasingly elaborate exchange of gifts. In this secular Christmas celebration, a mythical figure named Santa Claus plays the pivotal role. And for all you guys, secular is the opposite of sacred, right? So you got secular music, for instance, which be just your average run the mill music would be considered secular music, worldly music, um, music that is not tied per se to religion or to the church. And then, of course, you have your other music, which is your non-secular music, which would be like your praise and worship music, which would be like your hymns, you know, um, your choir, depending and, you know, depending on the denomination and religion that you have. So you got secular and non-secular. They're basically telling us in his first in his first writing with Psychopedia Britannica that this stuff comes from origin of somewhere for why what it is but for most of the world that celebrates it is is based on fiction okay and that is fine that is not like dissing nobody or disrespecting or so on and so forth it's just about knowing the truth and the facts about maybe what you know you are doing <laughs> because we have to think about christmas is a huge time for the world it's a time that people put differences aside to, to come together. It's a time to where people go into debt to buy gifts. It's a time to where people talk about life lessons or what you should be thankful for or or not. People talk about birth of Christ or not. I mean, it's a lot that really goes into Christmas. And that's not even getting into the world marketing and the, the engine behind generating what Christmas supposed to be for everyone moving right along so as we know this year Christmas is celebrated today Friday December 25th 2020 and by the way the content that I'm using for this episode was updated on December 16th of 2020 through the Psychopedia Britannica um, company so this is recent information ladies and gentlemen it's not just something coming with or something that's really archaic. I mean, it's archaic in a sense of the origin of what it is, but not as far as whether the information has been validated or not validated. This has been known to be valid information and up-to-date valid information. So you have the early Christian community distinguished between the identification of the date of Jesus' birth and the liturgical celebration of that event. Liturgical, I know the root word would be liturgy, and liturgy is um let me see liturgy is like how can i explain liturgy uh, liturgy would be the way it's celebrated yeah i believe yeah liturgy liturgy would be a fixed form of prayers and actions used in public worship in some religions especially christianity okay so the way you do public worship and things like that in religion and like you say especially christianity so liturgy all right I'm telling you, y'all, we're going to be, we, we getting into this thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the early Christian community distinguished between the identification of the date of Jesus' birth 
and a liturgical celebration of that event like we are doing well not me because it's just me and a chihuahua and i'm talking to a microphone but like you all are doing right now as i'm recording this and putting this out to the world to hear celebration of that event which is today the actual observance of the day of jesus's birth was long in coming in particular during the first two centuries of christianity there was strong opposition to recognizing birthdays of martyrs or for that matter of jesus numerous church fathers offered sarcastic comments about the pagan custom of celebrating birthdays when in fact saints and martyrs should be honored on the days of their martyrdom their true birthdays as they will call them as far as the church perspective okay so they're basically saying that normally a martyr of a saint an important figure of the world should be honored on the days of their martyrdom which they call quote unquote their true birthdays because see you have to realize a lot of these people that are saints and stuff or demigods and so on and so forth depending on how you want to look at all this stuff people don't know when they were born people don't know if they was born in march 2nd such and such because a lot of these people that that kind of timeline as far as we know of didn't exist when nobody writing down when people exact days were born it wasn't even a system set up you know because we use like what is the um like the julian calendar and the gregorian calendar it's all kind of different calendar and stuff i mean time itself is a is a man is a man-made construct as far as the way that we use it in everyday life okay and that's a whole nother whole nother thing of episode we do time and space and so on and so forth all right so from the church perspectives saints martyrs which include jesus in this thing paul peter prophets should be honored on days of their martyrdom which they consider their true birthdays from the church's perspective okay the precise origin of assigning december 25th as the birth date of jesus is unclear the new testament provides no clues in this regard december 25th was first identified as the date of jesus's birth by sextus julius africanus in 221 the year 221 that is and later became the universally accepted date okay y'all follow me december 25th was first identified as the date of jesus birth by sextus julius africanus that's an ill name by the way in so many kind of interesting ways and later became the universally accepted date one widespread explanation of the origin of this date is that december 25th was the christianizing of the dies solis invicti nati which means date of the birth of the unconquered sun and they spell it sun s-u-n a popular holiday in the roman empire that celebrated the winter solstice as a symbol of the resurgence of the sun the casting away of winter and the heralding of the rebirth of the spring and summer indeed after december 25th had become widely accepted as the date of jesus's birth Christian writers frequently made the connection between the rebirth of the sun and the birth of the sun, S-O-N. So I'm going to read that one more time. 
after December 25th had become widely accepted as the date of Jesus' birth, Christian writers frequently made the connection between the rebirth of the sun, S-U-N, and the birth of the sun, S-O-N. One of the difficulties with this view is that it suggests a nonchalant willingness on the part of the Christian church to appropriate a pagan festival when the early church was so intent on distinguishing itself categorically from pagan beliefs and practices. You see, so from the beginning, it's, it's been a problem. <laughs> All right. So, and I'm and remember now, this isn't to get people down about Christmas or holidays and stuff. This is just about you owe it to yourself to know the facts. You owe it to yourself to know the truth. And if you owe that to yourself and you then you have other people that love and depend on you, you owe it to them also. So moving right along. A second view suggests that December 25th became the date of Jesus's birth by a priori reasoning that identified the spring equinox as the date of the creation of the world and the fourth day of creation when the light was created as the day of Jesus's conception. March 25th. They've gone from March 25th, December 25th, now about incubation period, you know, for, or gestation period, you know, with carrying a child and it's all getting tied in. Okay. So December 25th, nine months later, then became the date of Jesus's birth. For a long time, the celebration of Jesus's birth was observed in conjunction with his baptism, which was celebrated on January 6th. I'm read that one more time because that is an important piece if you think about it december 25th nine months later from march 25th which was celebrated as jesus's conception then became the date of jesus's birth for a long time the celebration of jesus's birth was observed in conjunction with his baptism which was celebrated on january 6th so basically what we're learning is that christmas was celebrated on January 6th at one point in our history. Christmas began to be widely celebrated with a specific liturgy in the 9th century, but did not attain the liturgical importance of either Good Friday or Easter, the other two major, you know, Christian holidays. Okay, so, you know, basically they're just saying like the 9th, the 9th century, which the way I remember centuries when i read about stuff like this um my, my people is if it's ninth century then you're talking about 801 year 801 to year 900 that's your ninth century if you're talking about the 10th century then it's going to be year 901 to year 1000 right so that's your 10th century so 9th century we're talking about the 800s up until 900 801 to 900 is the 9th century christmas began to be widely celebrated with a specific liturgy in the 9th century but did not attain the liturgical importance of either good friday or easter the other two major christian holidays so everybody is lit you know on good friday on easter with the church you know and the christians and boom 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 and we celebrating doing the thing and 
blah 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 and they saying that Christmas wasn't even like rocking like that back in the day you know it's fairly new the way it's rocking out or the way it has superseded actually we can say at least in America for for the most part because I, I know for when I even travel abroad Easter celebrated more than Christmas and the way that we celebrate Christmas here from the things that I've seen Roman Catholic churches celebrate the first Christmas mass at midnight and Pentecostal churches have increasingly held Christmas candlelight services late on the evening of December 24th a special service of lessons and carols intertwines Christmas carols with scripture readings narrating salvation history from the fall in the Garden of Eden to the coming of Christ. The service inaugurated by E.W. Benson and adopted at the University of Cambridge has become widely popular. All right. So that is like your really old school basic breakdown, you know, of the origins of Christmas. And uh, that's going to be enough. That's all the information I'm going to give y'all on, on far as like that kind of talk. That way it doesn't get too confusing for you. And that way you can do your own little research and boom, boom, boom. And, you know, we all mesh. You know what I mean? Each one, teach one. Let's get it. So now we're going to get some more of how it's celebrated as we know it. At the West. What they call Western civilization, Western tactics, Western philosophies, Western laws. Yes, people, they do break down the way societies view things in east and west views (laughs) you know so we're considered more of western culture western views and then when you get into like let's say asia they're considered eastern culture oriental views the orient right just to give an example there's other things that fall under you know that umbrella of eastern western because you got eastern western medicine and so on and so forth and it's, it's a whole it's a whole bunch of other stuff too now when we get more into like i said you know contemporary customs in the west it is very interesting <laughs> so here we go none of the contemporary christmas customs have their origin in the theological or liturgical affirmations and most are fairly recent date none of the contemporary christmas customs have their origin in the theological or liturgical affirmations and most are of fairly recent date the renaissance humanist sebastian brent recorded in das narifin schiff 1494 the ship of fools is the name of it in english the ship of fools circa 1494 he says the custom of placing branches of fir trees in houses even though there is some uncertainty about the precise date and origin of the tradition of the christmas tree it appears that fir trees decorated with apples were first known in Strasbourg in 1605 the first use of candles on such trees is recorded by Silesian Duchess in 1611. Now, mind you, we're in Europe right now. Strasbourg, things like we're in Europe. Okay. The Advent wreath made of fir branches with four candles denoting the four Sundays of the Advent season is of even more recent origin, especially in North America, which that would be the United States and Canada. 
The custom which began in the 19th century but had roots in the 16th originally involved a fur wreath with 24 candles which is like representation of the 24 days before Christmas starting at December 1st which also give you kind of like a correlation right with the menorah it has a countdown and you also have like a similar type of countdown um, system with Kwanzaa right so the custom which began in the 19th century which would be the 1800s but had roots in the 16th century which would be the 1500s originally involved a fur wreath with 24 candles like i said the 24 days before christmas starting december 1st but the awkwardness of having so many candles on the wreath reduced the number to four so practicality is forming what we know today as christmas not something that is unfathomable or something that's more powerful or so on and so forth as far as what we're talking about here like the wreath and things of this nature and if you want to talk about fire <laughs> fire is super powerful you <laughs> had that wreath with all those candles burn your house down man you know what i mean houses made out of wood building stuff with logs and so on and so forth man getting it you know from the earth <laughs> we have to keep these things in mind we have to put we have to put our um thought back in maybe how the environment was during these times when we're trying to figure all this stuff out you know and 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 disseminate you know the, the real from the fake and what's important not important so on and so forth an analogous custom is the advent calendar which provides 24 openings one to be open each day beginning december 1st and i remember seeing uh some of these calendars when i was a kid actually and the ones you could peel stuff up and once put coins in and so on and so forth according to tradition the calendar was created in the 19th century by a munich housewife who was tired of having to answer endlessly when christmas would come the first commercial calendars were printed in germany in 1851 the intense preparation for christmas that is part of the commercialization of the holiday has blurred the traditional liturgical distinction between advent and the christmas season as can be seen by the placement of christmas trees in sanctuaries well before december 25th let that soak in for a minute <laughs> oh people i'm telling you this is it's very interesting once again i love all you guys happy holidays this is all in positivity all in positivity man and just learning and knowing the truth about things toward the end of the 18th century the practice of giving gifts to family members became well established theologically the feast day reminded christians of god's gift of jesus to humankind even as the coming of the wise men or the magi to bethlehem suggested that christmas was somehow related to giving gifts the practice of giving gifts which goes back to the 15th century contributed to the view that christmas was a secular holiday focused on family and friends this was one reason why Puritans in Old and New England opposed the celebration of Christmas in both England 
and America succeeded in banning its observance. One more time. Theologically, the feast day reminded Christians of God's gift of Jesus to humankind. Even as the coming of the wise men or the Magi to Bethlehem suggested that Christmas was somehow related to giving gifts. The practice of giving gifts, which goes back to the 15th century, which would be the 1400s, contributed to the view that Christmas was a secular holiday focused on family and friends. This was one reason why Puritans in Old and New England opposed the celebration of Christmas and in both England and America succeeded in banning its observance. And guess what else was going on in the 1400s? to 1500 from 1401 to 1500 which is the 15th century y'all want to talk about it slavery but see that'll be a whole nother thing but y'all gotta think about we're going back in these times so so when the practice of giving gifts to people and stuff like that for christmas it was done even during the time period while the business of slavery was coming into effect and starting to be a booming, profitable, marketable business across the globe, along with these other ideologies. You see? Okay. So, yes, you can have a lot of races and non racist people celebrating the same holiday the same way, but don't agree with each other. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> The tradition of celebrating Christmas as a secular family holiday is splendidly illustrated by a number of English quote-unquote Christmas carols such as Here We Come a Wassailing or Deck the Halls. It can also be seen in the practice of sending Christmas cards which began in England in the 19th century. Moreover, in countries such as Austria and Germany, the connection between the Christian festival and the family holiday is made by identifying the Christ child as the giver of gifts to the family. In some European countries, St. Nicholas appears on his feast day, December 6, bringing modest gifts of candy and other gifts to children. Bringing modest gifts of candy and other gifts to children. Modest. In North America, the pre-Christmas role of the Christian St. Nicholas was transformed under the influence of the poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, or as you might know it as, Twas the Night Before Christmas, into the increasingly central role of Santa Claus as the source of Christmas gifts for the family. While both name and attire, a version of the traditional dress of Bishop of Santa Claus reveal his Christian roots and his role of querying children about their past behavior replicates that of St. Nicholas. He is seen as a secular figure. In Australia, where people attend open air concerts, 
of Christmas carols and have their Christmas dinner on the beach. Santa Claus wears red swimming trunks as well as a white beard. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> In most European countries, gifts are exchanged on Christmas Eve, December 24th. In keeping with the notion that the baby Jesus was born on the night of the 24th. The morning of December 25th, however, has become the time for the exchange of gifts in North America. So you see, North Americans, we have been rebellious and different from the beginning. You know, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but you know, because that could be a good thing too. You're creating your own, you're being creative. I just want people to understand that it's all been creative. People and groups of people throughout history and where they were and the environments they were, like North America, they were doing their own thing. So we created our own thing. <laughs> okay. You know, so, and the reason why I think this is important, and I get back to what the brother wrote in Encyclopedia Britannica, is you can celebrate this stuff as you please without feeling guilty that you're not doing certain things a certain way going into debt and all this kind of stuff to buy people gifts and and um, teaching the wrong lessons and values on a day that's so important and that's ingrained in culture and world society remember we're doing this for the next generations right so in most European countries gifts are changed on Christmas Eve December 24th and in North America Christmas morning which is December 25th in the 17th and 18th century Europe the modest exchange of gifts took place in the early hours of the 25th when the family returned home from the Christmas mass when the evening of the 24th became the time for the exchange of gifts the Christmas mass was set until the late afternoon of that day in North America the centrality of the morning of the 25th of December as the time for the family to open presents has led with the exception of Catholic and some Lutheran and Episcopal churches to the virtual end of holding church services on that day a striking illustration of the way societal customs influence liturgical practices you see basically um, what I just said actually prior to reading that Given the importance of Christmas as one of the major Christian feast days, most European countries observe under Christian influence December 26 as a second Christmas holiday. This practice recalls the ancient Christian liturgical notion that the celebration of Christmas as well as that of Easter and of Pentecost should last the entire week. The week-long observance, however, was successively reduced only to Christmas Day and a single additional holiday on December 26. So that's basically an overview of the Western view of and facts of Christmas. But, you know, we can't be selfish like that. People remember we're doing our best to be selfless. So we got to talk about our Eastern brothers and sisters and peoples. You know what I'm saying? 
Now, this is out of a lot of our wheelhouses for the most part, and even like mine to a certain extent because I am based in America. So, a lot of the things that I learn is in an American society, you know? So, you kind of have to go out of your comfort, out of your normal research and things of that nature and books and people that you talk to to get, you know, this other perspective that I'm about to just summarize, you know, just like I'm doing with all of it. So, we have the Eastern Orthodox churches honor Christmas. Shout out to the East. Shout out to the West. And of course, we do have the North and the South. Think about the people on them poles. Matter of fact, just to segue a little bit away, totally different thing. But just think about the, the way of life close to the pole area, whether you North or South. You know what I mean? It's very interesting and very actually little uh, human inhabitants in those areas. But anyway, it's just my mind thinking. Um, Eastern Orthodox churches honor Christmas on December 25th. However, for those that continue to use the Julian calendar for the liturgical observances, this date corresponds to January 7th on the Gregorian calendar. So now they're talking about Julian and Gregorian calendars, okay? The churches of the Oriental Orthodox communion celebrate Christmas variously. For example, in Armenia, the first country to adopt Christianity as its official religion. Let's rewind that. Armenia is the first country to adopt Christianity as its official religion. That's very interesting. The church uses its own calendar. The Armenian Apostolic Church honors January 6th as Christmas. In Ethiopia, where Christianity has had a home ever since the 4th century, the Ethiopian Orthodox Tawahido Church celebrates Christmas on January 7th. And like I say, y'all, <laughs> forgive me for I know, I know I'm not grammatically pronouncing with their tongue these the names of this stuff correctly but just bear with me please and if you will forgive me i do know what i do i just do not know if thou tongue to say it properly <laughs> for real yo <laughs> the ethiopian orthodox Tawedo church celebrates christmas on january 7th most of the churches of the syratic orthodox patriot of antioch and all the East celebrate Christmas on December 25th at the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. However, the Syriac Orthodox celebrate Christmas on January 6th with the Armenian Apostolic Church. Congregations of the Coptic Orthodox Church of Alexandria follow the date of December 25th on the Julian calendar, which corresponds to Kayak 29 on the ancient coptic calendar okay i know that sounds kind of crazy to everybody you know but this is a different culture different people you know different calendars different ways of life it's a beautiful thing contemporary customs in other areas so you have the spread of christianity beyond europe beyond north america celebration of christmas was transferred to societies throughout the non-western world in many of these countries christians are not the majority of the population 
and therefore the religious holiday has not become a cultural holiday. Christmas customs in these societies thus often echo Western traditions because the people were exposed to Christianity as a religion and cultural artifact of the West. So we're talking about that's Western influence, you know, even though you'll get most of the world made up of people and their societies that has a lot of Eastern influence. The Western influence has trumped a lot of other other influences. You know, that's, you know, that could be seen with uh, music. Let's say let's say hip hop, for instance, hip hop is the music of the world now. But it is a unique, original, Western um, style of music. In South and where life and culture. In South and Central America, unique religious and secular traditions mark the Christmas celebration. In Mexico, on days leading up to Christmas, the search of Mary and Joseph for a place to stay is reenacted. And children try to break a piñata filled with toys and candy. Christmas is a great summer festival in Brazil, including picnics, fireworks, and other festivities, as well as solemn processions of priests to the church to celebrate Midnight Mass. In some parts of India, the evergreen Christmas tree is replaced by the mango tree or the bamboo tree, and houses are decorated with mango leaves and paper stars. Christmas largely remains a Christian holiday and is otherwise not widely observed. Japan serves as illustration of a different, you know, kind of sort. And this is why I say this. You have Buddhists in Japan, you know, you have Shinto in Japan. When you have the Shinto and Buddhist type of uh, country, the secular aspects of the holiday, like Christmas trees, decorations, the singing of Christmas songs such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or White Christmas, are widely observed instead of the religious aspects. (laughs) In the end, people celebrate for all the right reasons love people to love them it doesn't have to be on a particular day it could be throughout the year get people lavish them with things that you can afford I'm repeat that again lavish them give gifts things of that nature to the people that you love and care about with the things that you can't afford and I'm saying this specifically to single parents and to men because the pressure for us to always make it happen and to have money for days like this don't want your kid being made fun of in school and Of course not, because that is terrible and you love your child and you want to see them happy. At the same time, we don't want to teach our children and people that is it's okay to basically go into crazy debt and 
do all these kind of things to make somebody smile on one day. Because then after that, you have a couple weeks, it's a whole nother year, you know, and you don't win the debt, maxed out another credit card for all these gifts and things, and your kid is failing in school. <laughs> you don't find that out until the report cards come out after after the uh, you know the fall break and winter break is over and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, what I mean? so we have to we gotta be strategic and smart with the way we uh, lavish and spoil. I'm not saying don't do it. Okay, everybody loves and likes nice things, including yours truly. At the same time. I have no problem using myself as an example. I have had a credit card and maxed it out and got that credit card only so I could buy Christmas gifts for my sisters, my aunts, my mom, my grandmothers. You know? And I paid the, I paid the cards off and everything. You know, that's good. You know, that's fine. At the same time, I just, I mean, still think about that though. Most people that do that kind of stuff, I mean, they have a hard time paying that stuff off, man. Let's be real. Let's be honest. I'm not saying life is fair, <laughs> you know, but life is what it is. You are the individual that's trying to figure out what you are in this thing called life. So love each other year round. Do things for each other, you know, give things to each other. It doesn't always have to be something physically tangible. It could be, how are you doing today? You look wonderful. It's great to have you around. Your energy is phenomenal. It could be things like that. I love all you guys. I really, really, really appreciate the time y'all have given me. I think this is an important thing, topic. Because think about it. Y'all are celebrating it. <laughs> Everything that I'm talking about. Oh, y'all done. Spend a lot of money. If you had the more money you had, the more you probably would have spent too. You know what I'm saying? Buying PlayStations and this and the third. One item, thousands of dollars. You know? And they ain't knocking nobody. I like video games too. But keep in mind that governments all around the world pick teenagers to fly drones in wars. Just saying. So we have to just know all these things and know all our truths and stuff and all the facts about things so you can really know how you want to move the way you can feel good about what you're doing with your family so you can feel good about what you're doing with your time with your money and your energy from you working so hard all year round to make this one day special for everybody do you know how many people make that day so special for everybody and they don't feel special themselves on that day but you'll never know because they'll never tell you and you never ask them. All right. So for all the wonderful kids out there, which I was a kid one day and I still thankfully have my parents alive. Thankfully, I've asked my mom, you know, that question before. And it, was, it doesn't have to be on Christmas. It's anytime. And I've talked to my dad a long time ago about that. Me and dad's a whole nother story. Love you guys. Thank you so much for your time. Happy holidays. And normally I do not say Merry Christmas because I just don't like to just pigeonhole one holiday when I know it's multiple. 
ethnic groups and people and cultures. Happy Juana Kwanzaa. I will say Merry Christmas for that one specific group just for this moment. But normally I just keep it to Happy Holidays, Happy Juana Kwanzaa. And I will say Merry Christmas. Did I just say Christmas? I did. Merry Christmas. <laughs> how much I really don't say Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, all you guys. I love everybody. I love you. I love you, love you, love you. And I hope y'all ringing in the new year on positivity, even though we've had a lot of tragedy. Love each other. Hold each other. Talk to each other. Communicate. Misunderstand to understand. The future is now. Next Generation Show. This is your host. Respect. And respect it is. I love you.